Oh, wow! What an awful and blood-drenched nightmare! It looks like the ship is still hurling through the warp, unprotected, and completely at the mercy of the ruinous powers. But I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing better than okay. Being subjected to the fickle whims of the Chaos Gods has been a terrifying experience all around. But maybe that terror is part of the fun. I'll never forget the sights, the sounds, the screams, and especially the smells. Maybe there's even more excitement to be found. And maybe the guys know where to find it. I should go ask them. Oh, hell yeah! Now this is my kind of party! Is that her? Is she back? Nope, just Jeff. Hey, get over here! Hey, fellas! Nice party! Here, have a hit of this. Wow! What is it? It's just Satrophine. It's not gonna kill you or anything. It might turn you into a chaos spawn, though. But it definitely won't kill you. Chaos? Spawn? Don't worry about it. Jeff, have you heard the news? We're in a polycule with a hot demonette girlfriend! Polycule? Lootfang the insatiable taught us all about how monogamy is just denying the way we were always meant to love! Lootfang? That's right! That's her name! I love my girlfriend! Our girlfriend? Right, right, sorry. You're dating her too? Yeah, it's me, Andros, and Alabast. Alabast? That big Astarte is in the pink armor with the, uh, the flayed skin and compound eyes. He's a, a, a really interesting guy. Always talking about long war this, and I used to be Fulgrim's fluffer that. Fluffer? We'll tell you when you're older. I'm 29! Like he said, we'll tell you when you're older. I know what porno is! I've seen a boob! Of course you have. I mean, say what you will about Alabast, but he does let us play with his Nintendo Switch while he hangs out with Ludfang. I know. I've almost 100%ed Breath of the Wild. Maybe we can ask him for a third controller so we can get Jeff in on Smash or Mario Kart. Oh, it's okay. I'm just happy to be here. She's coming back, right? Yeah, of, of course she is. We're a polycule, huh? Right, right. Once Loyal, the podcast where two best friends forcibly press gang another best friend into a fandom that's been slowly disappearing up its own ass for the past 37 years. I'm Sam. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jeff. Hey, Hi, Jeff. Jeff. All right. Oh, yeah. So we have a fun episode today. It's um, We're wrapping up our, our Chaos series. We're going to return to these guys every now and then and kind of do some revised episodes from time to time but oh yeah this is the this is 
This is the I, last I, one I didn't sign now. up for that. I'm tired of learning about these assholes. <laughs> tell me the first time and be done with it. I don't, to, I don't want to have to retain or recall any of this information. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, lucky for you, we're just going to keep talking about this forever. <laughs> All right. So, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the fourth Chaos God, the youngest of all of them. Uh, some know him or her or them or any pronoun you wish to use. Some know them as the Prince of Pleasure, the Prince of Excess, She Who Thirsts. We refer to them by the name Slanesh, and they are very, very special. Um, before we get started talking about this uh, particular Chaos God, I need to mention uh, a very important thing. Um, because Slanesh is all about just uh, kind of excess and hedonism and really doing everything to the upteenth degree, like Slanesh is the most emblematic of how the binary of gender can be very, very constraining. And some people want to exist outside of it, apart from it, and com- or completely ignore it. So to that end, Slanesh's pronouns are all of them. Every pronoun that has ever been or will be spoken at the same time. So it's kind of like um, 2014 <laughs> era, just sort of like, oh, I just read a Judith Butler book for the first time era yeah. of, of Tumblr. Yeah, right? yeah, just Tumblr like, after everyone the, read Judith Butler and Bill Hooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad they finally uh, defeated Slanesh on Tumblr by banning all porn. <laughs> <laughs> the terror is finally over. Uh, Where else am I gonna fucking get my Goku Centaur fetish art? I know! (laughs) It's just now that Tumblr's not catering that anymore, like, where am I supposed to go? DeviantArt? What is this, 2002? Come on. Oh, well. Uh, Oh, well. But yeah, no, like, Slanesh's Slanesh's multitudes. Slanesh is that Steven Universe gif that's just like, I'm an experience. Yes. Like, I'm, (laughs) you know, just, uh, what is, uh, God, it's been like years since I watched Steven Universe, so I can't yeah, really like, recall any of the fusions or anything, but whatever. Um, yeah, Slanesh is Slanesh, I think, is like kind of like the ultimate chaos god. Like in terms of like, you know, you have Nurgle and Nurgle and Zench and Korn who just like have were existing before, but like, you know, to talk about Slanesh, you have to kind of talk about the wider galaxy in order to like really uh codify them and, that's right and, you know i don't know like they're 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 so big and they're like uh, like when you talk about chaos as a whole when you talk about the eye of terror when you talk about like you know just any any of that shit like the fall of the eldar like you know uh, and uh yeah and just, the fall of the eldar is really one of the best examples of uh, how the warp is a reflection of what happens in real space and when real space gets uh chaotic enough so to say right um the warp reflects that and the warp will reflect that to a very extreme degree as far as how extreme that real space will get so we should probably touch on the fall of the eldar and how that really uh brought slanesh into existence yeah absolutely god yeah no so like i so we, we we know the Eldar. They're just they're basically just Tolkien elves in space. Like except more you know, they 
Except very, very racist. Um, <laughs> they finally fixed the uh, the one thing Tolkien you know, didn't get right. You know, the <laughs> thing I love about them is needed. It's more racism. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, oh my god, it's so funny. I, just as an aside, I've just like been watching um, a ton of Lord of the Rings lore videos. And just, just, you know, I feel like it's like the last time I really gave a shit was like in 2012. So it's been like mm. eight years since I like really delved into Tolkien lore, which is just so fucking ridiculous. But it's so captivating in just how um, throwaway it all is. It's just like just, oh, let me just write a blurb about this. And then some guy on YouTube will expound upon it for two hours. Yeah. Of like this just little throwaway <laughs> line that I wrote. Um, I don't know, but like, there's this one YouTube channel. It seems like a fair enough guy, but it's just called Men of the West. And it's just <laughs> like this, this just like Templar sounding ass like motherfucker. Oh, like no. I don't know, like, which it's... way, Western man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So they're they're even they're just Tolkien elves, except they're even more racist. Blah yes. blah blah. Like, um, they. There's okay, so there's, there's god shit. You really have to like get into everything with them. There's mm -hmm. this ancient war called the War in Heaven that um is between uh two huge factions, uh the Catan, Satan, I don't know how you say their names, who are just these ancient primordial star gods versus the old ones, which were just basically like the engineers from the alien series. Mm -hmm. Like they could just mm -hmm. sort of, you know, craft alien species and just bioengineer whatever the fuck they want to make and just either make you know you know beautiful uh just kind of um uh like make like beautiful yeah. aesthetic like uh sing-songy races like the eldar or they could make just brutal combatant war races like the orcs who at that point i think they were called like the crorks or something or i, I don't know <laughs> It's, it's all very silly. I need to read it's, more on that part of the the, miss, the missing. It's the missing letter. I don't yeah. know. Like it's, <laughs> um, it's back when they were smart. I don't mm. know. It's um, but like this war happens. It's so calamitous that um, and terrible that it kind of sets in motion, uh, just sort of um, what the warp will later become, and mm -hmm. like because it's just the scar, you know. It's the you know. The scar of history that is just like dwelling within this psychic realm. And uh I don't know, like the Eldar just sort of like forget that they were part of a coalition of races that are just sort of like, we won the war, we did it, all fires. They're basically like America in World War II. Where they're just sort of like, God, thank God for me. Like, thank God I showed up. It's just yeah, sort of like, like when oh, you feel like the cavalry in an old Western movie, that kind of uh just national complex that we have right. and that the Eldar have. Yeah, no, so the Eldar, like, you know, they just sort of um, become the biggest, uh, you know, political power and economic and war power in the galaxy. Uh, they, you know, when they die, their souls go to the warp where they just chill out and then they then go and re-inhabit a new body. So they just reincarnate over and over again. Mm -hmm. And with all the knowledge that they have, and they create this just blissful utopia that is uh, beautiful for a long time. Yeah, and it's it's but, a, a huge achievement for their civilization. But uh, 
As anybody who has been to heaven will tell you, perfection gets very boring after a while, and eventually you need to find some way to uh, stimulate yourselves. So the Eldar start getting into some weird shit. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, first, you know, it's just sort of like, listen, it's a show about friendship, okay? Like, that's all I care about. It's a fun TV show. I don't. I shouldn't have to explain myself. Um, and then you start wearing the costumes. It's just, hey, this. These are just conventions. They're fun places for me and people like me to come together and have a good time. And then, um, and then we know what happens. Rule thirty four. <laughs> rule thirty four. The, the Eldar then race. Then you buy ruled... the jar. <laughs> 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 uh, you know it's a good joke where Andrew sounds like he's fucking coughing up a lung. <laughs> yeah, God. Um, I don't know. Like it's, I try to. Jesus, I, I forgot what. God, yeah. Sorry, I just you know I went down a dark spiral. Uh, you know, just you know thinking about my time as a My Little Pony fan. Um, <laughs> um no, I don't know. Um. But no, that's what happens to them is is just sort of um, they just start innocently exploring sort of like, you know, like nicer little pleasures and hidden mm. pleasures, you know. You know, things that they never really thought about before, like, uh, you know, different holes you could use for different purposes. Or, <laughs> yeah, there's just all kinds of different permutations that they had never even considered. Like they've just like. You never that, thought that they could like sit on one of their hands until it goes numb, and then use that <laughs> hand exactly. One and only. But yeah, it's, yeah, that it, was the depths they went down. Yeah, there was that, and there was also just like all of their like art and culture became just more and more extreme and heightened, and like you know, it's it's like you start with just like uh, you go to art school and you learn how to how to paint, how to illustrate, how to do sculpture. And then you graduate art school and you're doing something like uh, just, I don't know, photographing, um, what's that that thing, Piss Christ, where the guy just like <laughs> took a, a photo of a, a crucifix soaking in a glass of his own pee. Like, yeah, that's... That, that's oh my God. Yeah. I've never heard of this before. I'm never looking at it Piss right Christ? now, though. Dude, this like... is so... It's so funny. But, yeah, just <laughs> that kind rules. of like, yeah, <laughs> that kind of like, you know, you uh, you start with just things being very basic and very, let's say, vanilla. But, you know, eventually you want to heighten your senses a bit. You want to go and see what else there is in the world for you to experience. And the Eldar just take that and roll with it. They go full throttle with it to the degree where eventually their entire home star system just becomes this like uh, uh like solar system wide yeah. blood orgy of just yeah, hedonism it's... and decadence the likes of which we have never seen and never will again yeah it's kind of like um just like the first boss in bioshock dr steinman Oh, the plastic like, surgery like, guy? Yeah. Yeah, I lo- yeah, I loved that as a kid where you just like find those logs and he's just sort of like, 
you know, I just get really bored making all these pretty faces over yes. and over again. Oh my and God, an angel yeah. came to me and told me about new ways that I can express myself. That's yeah, why does perfect. everyone's face need to be symmetrical? Exactly. <laughs> That's like it could be it could be a square or it could be a long frowning face. That's um, just pure yeah. fucking slanesh right there, baby. You nailed it. it. Sounds yeah. like uh, it sounds like the elder went from a society where like everyone wore like beautiful flowing robes and stuff to one where everyone has the uh, Aha Gao sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. more more or less. More or less. I mean, um, <laughs> I'm trying trying to think of um. So yeah, Slanesh, and the thing that's like, it cannot be overstated, like how devastating this was for the entire galaxy, like when Slanesh was born, right? And it, yeah, and this, like this... Slanesh is pretty young. Slanesh is like only over like ten thousand years old. Slanesh is basically as old as the setting itself. Like yeah, roundabouts. Yeah, like at least the human perspective of of the setting, mm-hmm. uh, or the Imperium's perspective. Yeah, um, this this huge like solar system wide blood orgy that gave birth to Slanesh. When Slanesh was born, their like birth cries tore a hole in the fabric of reality itself so large that it swallowed up all of the Eldar homeworlds and they're just like stuck in the warp as demon worlds now where just like they're called like um i think the Eldar call them crone worlds yeah they call them the crone worlds (laughs) that's a cool name it's awesome and like there's one badass that we're going to talk about one day um god what the fuck he's a phoenix lord Phoenix Lord, I'm typing, uh, folks. Give me, give me a second here. Phoenix, Phoenix Lord, Lord is a, is a of the Dark cool Reapers, Eldar. of the Dark Reapers, the uh, fucking Dark Reapers, Mog, Mog and Ra, this motherfucker. He <laughs> like leads a crusade into the Eye of Terror to like liberate, um, just sort of like an ancient craft world, mm. and fucking does it. Nice. And like, I don't know, it's it's like, I remember like reading that as a kid. It's just like, oh man, this is so cool. I'm going to go back to listening to Alkaline Trio now. Like, <laughs> just like, I don't know, just fucking, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, oh man. Yeah. But no, yeah, so there's these crone worlds and, um, but yeah, just the entire, it's, a, imagine if just like the United States just ceased to exist. <laughs> and like the world just like completely fell apart and the rest of the world is just like no oh, oh my god yeah like, if, what, what if the like the united states not just ceased to exist but like the continental united states just got turned overnight into an irradiated wasteland like yeah, all of just, it not just the cities but everywhere i think that's a book series what sci-fi is that it's like where the united states is just like um shit it's like a recent sci-fi series if someone who listens uh, to this podcast knows what I'm talking about. It's like a, like the rest of the world is, is okay. Or, or it's the rest of the world is fucked. And the U S has like found some cure or something. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I have no idea um, what you're talking about. I really wish no, I did. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds good. I, I don't know either. I heard, I heard about it like uh, this year and it's like a recently new series of, um, of sci-fi. And it's sort of like, just sort of like apocalyptic, just like Disney World Epcot, where it's just sort of like, <laughs> just like, you know, I don't know, just another kind of um, Bioshock sort of like, you know, 
mm-hmm. private enterprise city, like in this hellscape. I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, one God. of the uh, consequences of the Eldar giving birth to Slanesh is that every Eldar soul now is uh, going to be eaten and devoured by Slanesh when they die. There's no more, like, you know, chilling in the warp and fancy reincarnation. Slanesh yeah. will hold on to their souls and just rip them apart, like uh, yeah. Hellraiser style. We'll tear your soul apart. They're just going to be yeah. their plaything forever and ever. Yeah. And... They're going to be just hung on a meat hook and just stabbed over and over again and just tortured for the rest of their fucking lives. Like, are, they, are they into it? Uh, no, the people no. who that, that happens. <laughs> no, they don't want to be tortured. That's the thing, right? Is it's like Hellraiser where they're just like, I want to fucking like, you know, experience pleasures unknown. They're just like, oh, well, you know, these are some of them. So nope. just like, get ready. Have all the BDSM in the world. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, it should be mentioned that Slanesh, I have this at the top of my notes. Slanesh is more than just weird sex stuff. Very important. And then, yeah, um, no, like yeah. is, I'm, I'm sorry is for also, pigeonholing them like that. Well, Slanesh is also the just like stoner god. Like yeah, drugs. It's like oh. yeah, it's why it's why Nurgle and Slanesh get along because they both can just enjoy a spliff. You know, mm. like you know, Slanesh likes doing a ton of just you know fucking meth and cocaine and just whatever molly. uppers, uh, uppers molly, you can acid, get molly absolutely uh, uh, any sketchy research chemicals you order on the dark web like all the yeah. two c's slanesh is super you know, into that just anything Nurgle, like nurgle's nurgle's a boomer who just likes to you know do mushrooms every now and then and just, just you know, smoke, smoke weed, a little bit drink of weed beer yeah where slanesh Take some acid tablets Slanesh just like wakes up and does like five rails of coke, maybe a little MDMA, maybe some actual yeah. meth. You, you know, microdoses always microdoses when they go to work. Yes, like, you know, just in the morning. Microdoses like, with a couple tabs of acid and a couple tabs of yeah. microdose for them, which uh, tells you a lot. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like you know, because too crazy. Nothing too crazy. I mean, hallucinogens really like just. Uh, and then Corn is just trying to ha- have like a nice sober rave before going to work. He's just like, I'm I'm angry and I'm dancing to KMFDM and I'm trying <laughs> to have a good time. No, no, <laughs> you know what Corn is? Corn is like yeah. those angry, straight edge hardcore dudes, beat down, whatever yes. it is. Abs- abs- absolutely. That's Corn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only drugs he does are blood and skulls. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like um, but no, like, yeah, Slash is so much more than just like um, debauchery. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, like they're, they're good side because, like, we talked about how all the yeah. chaos gods have like a good side. Um, they're just all about like aesthetic perfection. Um, they're the patron of the arts and culture, song and dance, like, just anything that we do to celebrate, anything that we do to show our creative side. That's, uh, that's Slanesh, baby. Yeah. I think oh, we yeah. lost Craig again. Oh, I it's think okay. yeah, it's fine. So, oh, so glad we, we're doing this now. Me too. Could we pause real quick because I just realized that I'm recording on Audacity with the wrong microphone. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Um, yes. All right, one second. Sick. All right. All right, we're back. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just had a little uh, technical hiccup there, but uh, we're back, and I'm probably sounding a lot better, I hope. Velvet and smooth, just like just like our our topic, Sladesh. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. Um, so, wait, where were we? Where were we, t- we, were, we were talking about... Um... Shit. Just uh, Slanesh is about like, you know, it, it's about aesthetic perfection, the arts, right. pa- the patron of culture, song and dance, anything we do to celebrate, show our creative side, but also just take that to it's like the most extreme it can go. Like I wrote a bunch of notes here because um I've been watching a lot of uh, Tim Rogers's like video game stuff <laughs> that he does for Action <laughs> Button. That that dude is that Slaneshy fucking... demon. <laughs> Oh, God. This game is unstoppable. Critics can't stop it. I can't stop it. You can't stop it. Not even my dad could stop it. Cyberpunk 2077 is a safe investment. That dude just fucking cracks me up. His brain is fascinating the way it works. But, like, I wrote something here that would be, like, something that he would use to describe Slanesh, where it's like, Slanesh is ordering a pizza topped with raw shrimp on mayonnaise glazed with cat piss and cocaine. Slanesh is when heavy metal artist <laughs> Timo Ketela released an individually numbered zine of occult drawings, each copy soaked in a vat of his own blood and excrement. Slanesh is releasing your death metal slash harsh noise slash dubstep slash gabber slash free jazz fusion album to critical acclaim. Pitchfork rates at 8.7. Best new music. <laughs> Slanesh is way more than just that like weird tentacle hentai you found in middle school and tried to jack off about and felt really weird and s- just stopped. There's yeah. so much more to Slanesh than that. No, yeah. One thing that it's I love lifestyle, is, um, Dad. Is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not thing... just. Oh, never mind. Yeah, go ahead. No, I don't know. No, you first. You first. No, no, no. I have said basically. God, it's not me. just noise, Dad. Mm-hmm. It's Mersbo. <laughs> if you call no, if you call noise an unpleasant sound, then pop music is noise to me. <laughs> I remember when Mersbo said that, and I like heard that as a kid. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like this is the coolest thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Um, so and then deep. I and then I proceeded to listen to Mersbo, and I was just like, "I hate this," but I pretended <laughs> I pretended to love it for years. And like I, I just would like go to parties and I would like put it on and just like be like and they'd be like you listen to this I was like yep <laughs> I love it <laughs> this is me uh, yeah. this is me um, putting on Mersbo at a party is a serious power move though I gotta respect uh, that <laughs> what well, well, let me see um but no like one one my favorite example of like like uh, Slanesh is um in Dawn of War two. because like mm-hmm. I don't know the the Chaos Marines in that edition in that like you know interpretation of 40k is like they they all sound like these just sort of like proud lusty warriors who just like you know just mm-hmm. like get off on fighting like it's i don't very know very prideful yeah yeah no they're just they're super excited and like that's where that amazing fucking um line comes from this silence offends slanesh this quiet offends slanesh <laughs> like oh yes the noise born. marines are yeah. so good in that they're it's... so fucking fun <laughs> like you click them in mid-combat when they're just like unleashing like the literal base cannon and they're just like you interrupt <laughs> yeah it's so good <laughs> they love like they just oh it's perfect yeah and then like if you get like if you give them an aspiring champion like the minute you get them they're just sort of like you would lead <laughs> that do so well like they just like have no respect and oh. they're just these fucking assholes 
but they just they just sort of like you know you know just pontificate while they're fighting and like it's it's so i don't know i fucking love it they're just these super super indulgent like sensual but they're not crazed that's the other thing they they feel like very grounded while they're while they're unleashing just cavalcades of pure noise that liquefies your bones like i have here in my notes all caps the noise marines are the coolest part of the setting because <laughs> it's true i mean it fucking rules i you just want to rock I, so wait i have yeah. to set a record so i last um last holiday season for i got sam a noise marine for hanukkah and yes. um, it has been so i made a horrible mistake and i um was just like you know i'll save some money and just use gorilla glue instead of the fucking you know games workshop just like you know shit that they sell for like you know 15 20 fucking dollars um and like (laughs) so i used that and it just turned the model into pure amber like it just like it just like ruined the model and so i've been slowly chipping away at it for like the better part of a year and just getting rid of like chunks of the glue but like i don't know that's like that model is so fucking awesome like you know yeah it's it's rad as fuck yeah it's just like it's just what noise marines used to be which was just like hey we're we're just like (laughs) hair metal metal. yeah (laughs) leopard print and day glow pink and like they it, 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 their weapon this is back before they had like sonic blasters and doom sirens and bass cannons like this it's just a guitar with a bolter on it it's yeah, so it great <laughs> so, so you just you just shred on it and then also shoot a gun at the same time like i, I don't yeah, know do warrior shit yeah do warrior <laughs> shit like that's really what but, um, uh, Slanesh is all about when it comes to the battlefield. Like you know, Nurgle is just all about like the death and decay and everyone catching like Trenchfoot and Typhus. Yeah. Um, Corn is all about just the the pure slaughter. Zinch is all about the general in his tent making some like crazy flanking maneuver and pulling it off. And Slanesh is about like just hearing the screams and cries of the maimed as they're bleeding out smelling like the charred human flesh in the air like how it feels when you cut someone's throat and their blood just it's the glory right on your face all over your face yeah and fucking they're like the i don't know like i feel like slaneshi warriors are also a lot like war boys from fucking mad max yeah like i don't know they're just they're so enamored and caught up in what's happening and they're all just so fucking just excited and getting off on just watching each other die. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, they, like, that, like that, getting yeah. shit done, like corn style, is not the appeal. It's the experience. Just yeah, all the like, feelings and sights and smells and sounds that come along with it. Yeah. And like the Emperor's children, who we're going to talk about, when they're mm-hmm. like lesion shattered, they saw that as like a net gain. They were just like, oh my God. We are just like so debaucherous that we can't even organize anymore. And that's amazing. <laughs> like, now um, we can do whatever we want. Now we can do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. Anarchy like, means you get to choose your own bedtime. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you anymore. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Oh, man. But like, one thing that I love about. So there's the. One thing that's like also about the Emperor's children is that like I feel like most of the traitor marines are just like 
just the the fucking bastard sons of the emperor. And there's like very few like good ones. There's Horus. Uh, <laughs> I'm reaching mm. here for anyone besides Fulgrim. Um, is it, <laughs> uh, no, um, but even Magnus. Magnus just kind of happened tragically. Like Magnus yeah. was like a very promising son. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of them were just sort of like these, these bastard children. But like, you know, Fulgrim was like a just like fucking beloved like favored son, like you know, was loved by the empire and loved by just you know most of his brothers. But he was just just this mm-hmm. preening motherfucker that like half of like you know half of the <laughs> the legions just like could not stand. Yeah, like there's this one great exchange I remember from the books where uh, I guess uh, the Khan and Fulgrim are meeting up <gasps> after a campaign and like. You know, the Khan has, like, been putting all these, like, weird war trophies all over his ships. And, you know, Fulgrim's just like, oh, Khan, I hear you've been doing strange things to your ships. And then the Khan's just like, I hear you've been doing strange things to your warriors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, Yeah, no, Fulgrim is just like King Fop. Like, he's (laughs) the most foppish of all the fucking legionaries. I love him so much. Pure camp. He's like also arguably Rocky Horror levels of camp. If you haven't read uh, the, um, this is so just listeners. If you haven't read the Horus Heresy books, the, the the book Fulgrim is probably the best one. Like it's, that's the that's the one I started with. I think it was either that or First Heretic, which are the only two that I've read. But the Fulgrim one was pretty solid. I enjoyed it. Like it's it's like it's just you know a nice fun you know, structured, there's character growth, you know, things yes. happened to these everyone people has and an they arc. change. Yeah, everyone has an arc and just like, it's just, it's delicious just how everything changes. And it's sad, like the, the, the I don't know, the like genuine friendship between um, Fulgrim and uh, Ferris Manus yeah. is like, is broy, and they like love one another and it's very sweet and like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they were super tight. They were like really, really tight bros who had a lot of respect for each other, and then Fulgrim just chopped his head off. Spares. <laughs> you, could say, you could say they were bros once loyal. Hey! That's the end of the show. Yeah, one thing that's interesting to bring up is um, the other son, or the other Primarch that um, Slanesh had interest in was the Khan. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, because of uh, all that time he spent with the orcs. What? All all that time he spent with the orcs. Yeah, right. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, that flew right over my head. Um, It's a callback, Andrew. Don't you know about the lore of this show? I'm sorry. (laughs) It's hard. Uh, wait, no, but no that, I, that, that could make sense actually. Now that I the, think about it, because... I, this it's not something I actually know about. To, to, but like I know that like during the Horse Heresy, the um, there was a he dueled with a greater demon of Slanesh, which are amazing. Mm. They're yeah, the the Keeper, oh, of, the Secrets Keeper of Secrets are, are one of the best fucking like I don't know demon models like out there. Yeah. I, I I love that thing so much. They're they're great. They're like just uh, this very uh, svelte 
and handsome looking like giant dude in a loincloth who's got four arms and uh two of his uh four hands are crab claws and he's got like a sword in each hand and uh you know you don't know what's under the loincloth and he's got like six tits and horns yeah. on his head and oh my god slaneshi demons are bonkers they're it so fucking like, cool it sounds like him from uh powerpuff girls yeah. <laughs> No, him is a classic example of like a Slaneshi representation in other media. <laughs> yeah, no, and like Slanesh, I love Slanesh because like in the eighties, like it was just like what was that? Um, um, like it was just sort of the way that they were like queer code villains and stuff. Oh, like Slanesh, yeah. Slanesh was like such a perfect example of that, of just kind of like they're just like. Like, cause it was like at a time, I love how it's just sort of like come around in like just this sort of natural progression where it's just sort of like, oh, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl or something else entirely. Uh -huh. And now it's just like, oh, wow. We don't know if it's a boy or a girl or something else entirely. Whoa, that's cool. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I love, I love just like that natural progression of this character and just, I don't know, just the change of culture. Yeah, like it's like fun. less of like a panic thing and more of like a whoa, cool, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot more refreshing. But uh, yeah, no. yeah, I think another uh, another aspect of Slanesh that I feel is super important that I want to touch on is like just if because we've all made creative projects here. We I don't know if we all consider ourselves artists, but I would Slanesh never stoop so is... low as to call myself an artist. <laughs> <laughs> But Slanesh is like the arrogance that you have to cultivate when you're in a creative mindset, when you've just completed a project and you have to believe that what you've just made is the greatest thing that the world has ever seen and anyone who thinks differently is wrong and dumb and should be shot in the face. Like that's the <laughs> yeah. attitude that I went into every one of my college she's, writing workshops with. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah. my god. It's the only way it's the only way to do and, it. And you know, like I I just remember one uh exchange I had where, you know, I came in, I wrote a lot of science fiction because obviously I do that. I, I'm on a fucking Warhammer podcast, for fuck's sake. And yeah. this one guy who was uh, you know, it was like my submission and this other guy's. And you know, we we read this other guy and it was like this uh this fucking like New Yorker fiction section bait about a guy who goes on a fishing trip with his dad and they both hate each other and you know, <laughs> but, but that dumb shit and then mine was like you know crazy science fiction and i remember he was like the first critique and he was like well i don't really like science fiction so i didn't really like it i, was like, Great, I didn't write it for you fuck off this is like so painful to listen to because like i don't know i know it's different now but just sort of mm -hmm. like i don't know if you were like an older millennial going to college it was a nightmare being in like a creative writing program yeah yes like, and like that was that that because that was the lay of the land mm -hmm. like when it came to writing it was just like i just have to just do these boring fucking retreads of just like you know classical literary fiction in order mm -hmm. to get good grades from my fucking professors. <laughs> if I like write any like, you know, science fiction or anything else, like I will not do well. And like it was yeah. no, no. Oh, everyone looks God. everyone looks down on genre fiction. You just have to retread what Hemingway and Faulkner did like fifty <laughs> years ago to be taken seriously. <laughs> so fucking annoying. I feel like I got lucky. Yeah. I took a couple like screenwriting classes, but and I got to write sci-fi and stuff, and it got a decent reception. 
Except there was one guy who was very upset that I did not take his suggestion to make the uh, the cops uh, the good guys. <laughs> that was unrealistic Wait, was that this, I made the cops so racist like a... to beat up minorities for no reason. <laughs> was that like, did you like send to like first submission? It was just like, I liked it a lot. Could you make the cops good guys? Yeah, and basically. Like, then, and then, and then like back, you showed it again. Yeah. And then he was just like, you didn't, you didn't listen to what I said. Yeah, that was exactly what happened. Oh. He, he took it very personally. Oh, man. Left the cops. That's, <laughs> being that's racist painful. Asshole. That rules. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I, but yeah, no, Slanesh, and that's how Slanesh gets you. You know, Slanesh, <laughs> Slanesh will like, you know, cater to, you know, that need to just mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, be recognized and seen for the work you do. Yes, and, to have you know, your work appreciated for the genius that it is. And then, you know, that spirals out into just full on messianic delusion, which is just yes. where Slanesh will just like eat that shit up. Like no. I was I was uh, writing this up and I was thinking of like other examples of uh, like obvious Slanesh worship we could point yeah. to in other media in real no, life. No, fucking, I was thinking, it's like uh, it's like um, Dionysian mysteries like, yes. and, and, and just shit like that. Yeah, there's something like uh, the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde is a classic example of like, you know, this dude is just absolutely fabulous and everyone loves him and he's into just all the most weird and perverse and dark shit and his heart slowly corrodes, blah, blah, blah. We've all taken yeah. like high school English. Absolutely. But... Did anyone watch Did anyone watch the Penny Dreadful show on Showtime? No. No. They did a really good job with Dorian Gray. He's like a really? main character. He's like a main character in that fucking show. And like, I only watched like a season of it, but it was, it was fun. That's my story. Nice. Dor- Dor- <laughs> they did Dorian Gray and it was a fun retread of a classic story. Um, I think yeah. other examples I would point to is um, the cult leader from Mandy. Oh, uh, yeah. I think his name is like Jeremiah Sands. Where, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's, he's, there's that one Right up until where... the end, he's a, he's very celestial. I'll suck your <laughs> fucking dick, man. Come on. <laughs> but just that initial scene when, when like he has Mandy all drugged up with like acid and the, the hornet sting or whatever it is, and he's just soliloquizing for like 15 minutes about how he he received this grand revelation from the stars above and he just takes the fucking robe out let's just hang a dong while he's playing like his own album with a picture of himself on it and mandy starts laughing at him and he just starts trying to jack off he's like shut up shut up he's kind of he's a perfect interpret like interpretation of um the flawless host from 40k Oh, yes. I was just about to touch on those guys. Perfect. Go do it. Yeah, the Flawless Host, uh, they used to be called the Shining Blades. They were a a Space Marine chapter loyal to the Emperor, and their gene seed was completely free of any kind of taint. Their training regimen, their, like, hypnagogia, like mental conditioning left no room for chaos taint they were the purest of the emperor's servants they could do no wrong and they proclaimed this truth to literally everybody who would listen and <laughs> when people we got would be no like, taint it's go straight from scrotum to butthole <laughs> yes <laughs> 
so then like all these other um pe- servants of the emperor would see these guys be like yes we get it you have no taint put your fucking pants back on (laughs) then the flawless host well they were still called the shining blades then they would get so offended by this that they just kill anyone who said they were anything less than perfect and that's how slanesh gets you baby they just uh yeah no if it's It's like power of irony Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh (laughs) no one thing one of the things that i love about how um Fulgrim was turned is that like Horus fucking took him to God what are those what is that fucking planet called where Horus was corrupted I always forget the fucking name of it oh I don't remember either what um, Portobello Horus. what Portobello <laughs> <laughs> Davin the that's the name of it Davin 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 um, okay. yeah Davin uh, Davin 4 Davin fucking something I don't know Yavin whatever I don't fucking know <laughs> it literally yeah it's just Star Wars Mm-hmm. Um, Davin crept on Davin, and then like it's just like, hey Fulgrim, come come hang out with me and let's have a fun time. And then like he's just like, oh, you know, and the way he does it, he's like slowly, he's just like, oh, you know, the people here, they like to indulge in, you know, just like excessive feasts to just sort of, you know, you know, just to just like uh... enjoy themselves. And he's just like, oh wow, like this is nice. And Fulgrim, like in the beginning, just like had like a really fucking hard time of it. Like the Emperor's children had this like horrible mutation in their gene seed, which left them on Terra for decades and decades, just kind of repairing and just sort of, you know, getting ready. That's why they were called, he's called the Phoenix. Like, you know, because like they came out from the ashes of, right. of, of near ruin. And that's why they were so obsessed with perfection and being the best, best, best Legion because they had been left behind for so long and they wanted to play catch up. Like, um, and just, mm-hmm. you know, Prove their worth. And so, like, that that stress was always there. And so, I don't know. Like, I I, I love that just sort of, like, Horus takes Fulgrim to this planet. It's just like, here, just eat a bunch, man. And it's just like, you know what else they do? What what do they do? They do hard drugs, Fulgrim. They do crazy <laughs> hard drugs. Do some hard drugs with me. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's like... It's like that's literally and what happens. Like, Fulgrim's just, just, just imagine if the Emperor had put money into the D.A.R.E. program, all of this exactly. could have been avoided. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I have it here in my notes also that just like Fulgrim <laughs> and the Emperor's children are literally just this 1980s just say no fucking program. <laughs> like, like they, they just sort of like, oh, wow, they were the shot. They were literally called the Emperor's children. And then they did drugs one time and they fucking ruined their lives. Um, but that's what happened. And I think he just got Fulgrim so high and then was just sort of like, Hey, Fulgrim, you mind if I put some music on? Yeah, man. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't care. Sure. This is Thighs and Whispers by Bette Midler. (laughs) 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 This is, (laughs) it's, you know, this is, uh, (laughs) this is fucking, um, just, um, (laughs) This is, uh, wait, what did I have here? Um, uh, this is Grover Washington Jr.'s, just like Mr. Magic. Um, I don't know, like, just some shit like that. It's closer then, by Nine Inch Nails. Or, yeah, this or just is, uh, that. This is Detachable Penis by King Missile. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, and then just like, as just 
poor Fulgur was just like, you know, crossfaded out of the fucking universe. He just was sort of like, so uh, anyway, I'm going to go home and kill dad. <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> <laughs> you like, You know, because he just fucking sucks, man. Like, he's not the person we think he is. Like, will you join me? And then, like, Fulgrim, just high out of his fucking mind, was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, it was just sort of, like, just, like, coerced under just the influence to fucking, like, commit atrocities. Which I, oh, like, man. I don't know. It's so fucking sad. Because, like, Fulgrim was this, like, cool dude. Like, he was annoying, but he was a a good guy. Like, yeah, he he's he could be like way too full of himself, but he at least knew what right and wrong was. But uh, yeah. you know what happens? You just take uh, one puff of a marijuana and. Uh... <laughs> I just watched a fucking um, Netflix documentary on um, on weed and psychedelics, and it like had Sarah Silverman and um, Anthony Bourdain was on it. Rest in peace. And rest like. And uh, a bunch of other people, but like the whole soundtrack was just Yelma Tango. Oh. <laughs> it, it was just fucking Yelma Tango music from the 2000s and 90s. And I just, I don't know, maybe like crack up. Who likes the Doobie Brothers? Because we've got yeah. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. What, um, I, there's. All right, we need to go back to Slash though, because we're talking about the yes. Marines. We've been talking about yeah. them. Like, we we what, talked there's... about the Noise Marines. Uh, we could touch yeah. on uh, some of the other demons. Like, the obvious poster child for Slaneshi demons is the demonettes, who are just like uh, oh, yeah. big titty goth girlfriends with uh, crab claws and horns. And yeah, yeah they, they, they have fun. Like they, they, yeah. uh, I think they're said to move in the lore with like just unnatural grace, and you know people are just enraptured <laughs> that, by them on the battlefield because you very know very sensual just, scuttling, very sensual <laughs> scuttling, yeah. and they also got like at least one boob out, sometimes like three or four, <laughs> and you know the girls got her tits out. Everyone's gonna stop what they're doing and be like, oh man, that girl's got her tits out, and then uh, they just get crab clawed across the neck. It's great, and. Yeah. I think sometimes they ride on like these weird steeds, which are you know you get those. They're called the Seekers of Slanesh, which is like a they're they awesome. A demonette. Yeah, they're fucking yeah. rad. It's a demonette riding like a a fucking anteater velociraptor. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, Wait, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna post it in the group chat. Um, listeners, just fucking Google it yourself. Yeah, I don't know. like it's um. Use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Add some crab claws and titties to that thing. And they're all sad. Wait, I just posted it in chat. Oh, hell yeah. They're beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's like the gorgeous. sequel to dogs. <laughs> the sequel to dogs. It's dogs yeah. too. It's dogs too. If anyone, <laughs> any Monster Factory fans out there. Oh, man. Oh, God. oh, um, oh, shit. So there's one there's one other thing that I really, really wanted to touch on. Oh, wait, before that, we can give a little shout out to my boy Doom Rider. He's a, uh, a Slaneshi demon from like way, way, way back <laughs> or like maybe second or third edition, something ancient. Doom Rider and rules. Doom Rider fucking rules. He's like uh, 
kind of like Slaneshi demon ghost rider. Like he's got demon head that's always on fire, except kind of crossed with uh, Dr. Roxo from Metalocalypse because like doing cocaine is a major personality trait of his. Yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, the best part about him is that when you summon him <laughs> and for every turn, you have to roll a D6. And if you roll a one, he just disappears. <laughs> it's, it's super fucking flaky like he kicks ass when he's on there but like uh you know how coke heads are they're just super fucking flaky you can never get them to commit to anything yeah absolutely one thing that i love um i so like i got into 40k um around the time when he was still in the game mm-hmm. um fourth i i got into 40k in fourth edition and it was he was still usable but like it was you had to use like old rules for him and he wasn't mm. like, you know, really up to snuff or anything. And like, I don't know, I still see models of him every now and then. And by every now and then, I mean, back in like 2012, when like I was still mm. playing 40K with people who were strangers and not just close knit friends. Um, but like, I don't know, like, I don't actually know the lore of Doom Rider at all. Like, what, what, what is his like fucking deal? Does he I have like know. any anything? I don't really I'm... know if he has like uh, any kind of. Um, uh, it sounds like there'd be a Judas Priest song about him. Yeah, like he's definitely like you know just rework some lyrics from Painkiller, and it's it's pretty much a one for one. He's literally the cover of Painkiller. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like straight up. Happy happy uh, thirty year anniversary to Painkiller, by the way. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah. hell yeah! It's yeah, one of the, uh... I um. So one thing that's fun and fun is um, and I want to do this so badly is uh like I'm I'm very much, you know, I've been to metal for a long time, but like I'm a baby compared to Sam and Jeff. Like I mm-hmm. I did not grow up on it in middle school or high school. It was something that I got into when I was like. 19 20 like that like like around that time mm-hmm. and um i don't know i just want you guys to like talk about metal on here more yeah i want to do that so badly <laughs> like it just just like connect different like albums to like different characters and just oh, shit yeah. like that i don't know oh, it'd yeah. be so much fun no oh, yeah like doom Doom Rider, Painkiller, it's pretty much one for one. Like, Yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. It's such a perfect pairing. I'm like looking at the art right now of Painkiller yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Doom Rider right now, and it's so much fun. All right. This one spot of lore I have been wanting to talk about for like at least a month or two now. And oh man, I've, I've just been saving this little nugget and just sitting on it. And now I get to finally <laughs> just, just been edge- self-edging. Just self-edging <laughs> with, with this with this little piece of lore. And now I just get finally just blast my load all over this podcast. I'm so happy. So <laughs> let me tell you guys about a chapter of Space Marines called The Sentinels. Uh another fucking reference there. We're gonna have a lot of Judas Priest in this episode. Um so the Sentinels in uh the 37th millennium. Um, some crazy priest whose name I forget, who himself was an agent of chaos. Um, he found that there, there was like a warp storm that just ran roughshod over this one big swath of the Imperium, and this priest judged all of the Space Marine chapters that got cut up in the warp storm. They were all corrupt. 
they needed to all go on a penitence crusade just straight <laughs> into the fucking eye of terror which is pretty much a death sentence although a lot of them didn't die a lot of them came back different the sentinels mm. are one of them they landed on the uh they made it to the <laughs> eye of terror they landed on the demon world known as oliensis which is one of Slanesh's demon worlds it's a planet of flesh and bone that devoured them whole. They oh. were eaten and regurgitated as a bunch of kick-ass dudes who knew how to fucking party. Now they're called the Corpus <laughs> Brethren. So one of the the uh the, my favorite part of this is um in the old lore, <laughs> Oliensis, this planet, this is in like Rogue Trader or second edition, maybe, in like the some Chaos Marine Codex. This planet of Oliensis is described not just as a world made of flesh and bone, but as a giant, like, planet-sized, morbidly obese black guy <laughs> just curled up into a ball. So when they say in, like, this, this newer lore supplement that these guys were devoured by the planet, I'm just imagining this guy just reaching his giant stubby hand out and just grabbing on their battle barge and going to town on it like a fucking meatball sub (laughs) (laughs) that just shits them out all spiky and like just corrupted and oh it's fucking or or just like a just beautiful sensual gigantism fetish (laughs) (laughs) gigantism vor fetish just like, oh, oh no, you're do. so tiny, you and I'm gonna put you right in my mouth. A giant fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that planet came into being after uh after the explosion of Yo Mama So Fat jokes from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it was only the logical conclusion. Like that's also yeah. the domain of Slanesh, is Yo Mama this jokes. Is, it's this is like the saving grace of chaos marines and and just loyalist marines is just all the like awesome little war bands and chapters that exist like yes. just like all these all these tiny little groups that just sort of like i don't know that just are like begging to be fleshed out but at the same time please fucking don't like they're just they're yeah. just amazing as they exist they're so fun and like i don't know like i i yeah. love all these little chapters like and the all flawless these... host, the corpus brethren, like they get like maybe two paragraphs of lore and a paint scheme, and that's it. And that's really all we need because they're yeah. just beautiful, just the way they are. And it's it's <laughs> great because you could just it's like literally just like the writers and the miniature team, you know, like Jess Goodwin over at Games Workshop. It was just sort of like, oh yeah, I just I made this fucking scheme up, and uh, yeah, corpus <laughs> brethren, and uh, they was born from a big fat man in spice like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like it's like all right right big old fat dodger shut him out (laughs) sunday morning there's this amazing um i fucking love anytime the creative team from games workshop are sat down and interviewed to talk about like the lore and just the way they make things there's there's and we're we're probably going to do dark eldar soon i think um I think when we talk about Dark Eldar, they should be the first that we talk about because they kind of embody what Eldar society actually was. Mm, you know, like mm-hmm. the the craft worlds and everything else were, are kind of like offshoots from from like what what the you know empire. Uh, yeah, if the Dark Eldar are closer to what regular society was, then um, the craft world Eldar are like the the fucking Amish or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> No, like they they just are like, you know, just 
denying pleasure, denying mm-hmm. just like, you know, the, that's the how Sanesh gets you. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, um, I don't know. There's this amazing um, video series. Do, do their jars remain unfilled? <laughs> <laughs> There's this amazing video series where Jess Goodwin and I think it's Phil Kelly, where they're talking about like reinvigorating the Dark Eldar when they were kind of rebooted back in. And that's the thing that happens is like factions in 40K are rebooted mm-hmm. on a semi-regular basis. And by semi-regular, I mean like every decade, like another like faction is kind of like that happened to Gene Steelers. It happened to yeah. uh, Dark Eldar. Mechanicus, and, well, Mechanicus and, just got invented. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they like because they were in the, they were they were in the background lore for a long time. Like, and then like only in the past like two or three years have they actually had a tabletop presence. But yeah, um, their models are fucking then, dope. And now it's Sisters of Battle, which like you know Sisters yes. of Battle are finally back in the lore. Their lore is completely different from what they used to be they're apparently like a completely different thing and oh, I so can't i, wait I to have to that later i have to i have to i have to like part of me wants to like get the rule book or like pirate it somewhere and just fucking just read it a little bit um anyway but like i just i don't know just i love the like games workshop team because they just anytime they'd like just like go into the lore they're just sort of like oh yeah i just reckoned it would be real fun to th- for these dark elves if they was uh in space and they partied all the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's so fucking great. I love yeah. it. Oh, oh man. I, for- I forgot. There was uh, one other piece of real life Slanesh worship that I wanted to touch on. Uh, you oh, guys no. have heard about uh, WeWork, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the, the WeWork guy who, what's his name? Adam Newman, I think. Absolutely. Slanesh. Like he's got the fucking like messianic... <laughs> delusions of grandeur this total fucking party animal just like sparking up joints in like board meetings and blowing the smoke in the new hire's face and just it really like just the only reason that company was able to coast i read an article about this just a few days ago so it's still very fresh the only reason that company was even able to exist was just because this guy and his like messianic delusions and just <laughs> charisma and passion for just like just grandiose declarations, he hoodwinked a whole lot of super rich venture capital firms. <laughs> and they just wrote him pretty much blank checks in like the billions as his business was like barely staying afloat it was just like venture capital just constantly giving him like defibrillator like cash injections keeping the beast alive while uh everyone was just trying to pretend that this guy wasn't completely out of his fucking mind yeah no like i that's insane like i i didn't actually know i didn't actually know about that (laughs) oh no it's uh there were a lot of uh post-mortems of uh we work after he left the company that came out that i've been uh not so much devouring because that requires a bit more enthusiasm than what I've been reading them <laughs> with, but uh, it's it's fun. You, you get a little bit of Schadenfreude in there, just seeing yeah. this like rich asshole who thinks he's God's gift to the universe just runs face first into reality when the money runs out and nobody believes his promises anymore. <laughs> and he ripped off a bunch of like rich people, which is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty it's cool. The d- actually, dumbest people. Now that I think world. about it. <laughs> have yeah, too much fucking money to know what to do with it 
ripping off rich uh, venture capitalists is extremely cool and good and everyone should do it. <laughs> Speaking of, if any venture capitalist firms want to sponsor Bros Once Loyal, uh, we can promise you, um, I don't know, what can we promise these assholes? An adorable plushie sent to your family. Yes. <laughs> a, a Bros Once Loyal, you know, adorable plushie and, uh, you know, just... A limited edition. You know, once our I, once our I, once our IPO is up, you know, like we'll, we'll send you yeah. a special commemorative coin if you spend more than a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Artisanally crafted, hand blown, uh, mason glass cum jars for you to store yeah, all your models absolutely. in with our faces on it. Absolutely. With our faces on it. <laughs> oh my god! I was trying to think of um. I don't know. And that's the thing that's sad about like um, Fulgrim and just sort of uh, the Emperor's children is like, you know, these like gigantic super warriors. But at the end of the day, they're just these people looking for their next fix. Yep. Like it's just like their entire existence like, is just sort of like they went from being seekers of perfection and just sort of like discipline to just like, you know, Junkies. just slaves to sensation. Yep. And like, I don't know, like it's. I don't know. They probably, you know, the the metal band for for the Emperor's Children is probably Nakmistium. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I was gonna bring up uh, our our boy Blake. Yeah, <laughs> Blake Judd. Blake Judd. They just started out with such promise and like so much press accolades. Everyone hyping them as the future of black metal, and then uh, Blake scammed a whole bunch of people when he never sent those records out, and he shot up a lot of heroin. And there's probably some other stuff in there too, but mostly heroin is what really does you in. You know what though? We got uh, the Addicts compilation. Those two albums are really good. <laughs> Assassins and Addicts, those, yeah, they still those, hold up. Yeah, Assassins and Addicts are they're both really good albums. No, the other ones are like have like some noteworthy moments, but like a, 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 there's like a lot of filler and like the other like the later the later stuff yeah Assass but assassins those... is my main album that i've heard from them and mostly just like the opening track mm. well i don't know that track's yeah. fucking awesome it does rip ass and uh addicts they were going in like a some of the tracks are like a really interesting like almost ministry style industrial version with like yeah a bit, like, absolutely kind of dancey grooves like a little bit of a four four beat but uh yeah then they uh then the the the, the heroin happened and yeah, you know yeah, you, you see i i just remember seeing blake in like promo interviews for uh the album that came out after addicts which i silencing machine that's what it was called and it's like silencing machine holy shit i forgot about yeah that. and like it's it's him he's sitting in the studio he's like trying to talk about the album and he just looks so fucking strung out like it's depressing silencing machine was the last record i gave like my full attention to like I was just sort of like, all right, I'll listen to this like whole this whole album. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually a good record. Like um, it has it's like I Wait in Hell decent. is amazing. The, the Lepers of Destitution is amazing. Um, Damn over the ruins of Jerusalem. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, that's it has it has a really funky moment, and then but I don't know. Like there's a lot of filler. There's just like a lot of filler in this album. A lot of um, filler, yeah. What's another Slaneshi band? What's like a, what would be like another good like Slaneshi metal band? Motley oh yeah, Crew. sorry. I just, I just wanted to say uh fucking 
uh the uh, the fall of the eldar it's kind of corresponds with that fucking uh edgy knock misty i'm sure this says uh white powder not white power <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god i remember when that came out i was like at the peak of my just sort of like bullshit just sort of like mo- like just like moralist leftist just kind of like you know ego bent when i was like <laughs> when i was like in my early 20s and mm. i just was sort of like yeah this is a, this is the t-shirt i need like <laughs> i remember like i like i want it so bad but it sold out and i'm so fucking happy i don't have that t-shirt because it's just like it's so fucking stupid like, I don't yeah, know, like I it's never... like the Grim Reaper doing like a yeah. an upside down cross line of coke off a coffin. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so <laughs> dumb. I think it's like a. It's I, I really appreciate the like anti like skinhead sentiment and all that, but just I don't know. It's just so. It's just like, hey, you should party instead, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's so goofy. Oh my god. Holy shit. Well, who's what's another? But yeah, what's another like Slaneshi metal band? Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Motley Crue is totally a Slaneshi band. Yeah, most hair metal bands of that classic '80s era, like Motley Crue, definitely Poison to an extent. Uh, Wasp, fucking Wasp, Wasp yeah. is oh. like one thousand percent Slaneshi. Uh, you know, uh, also. Uh, Talk dirty to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's poison, baby. <laughs> Fucking uh, Pink Mass is definitely a Slaneshi band. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pink Mass. Absolutely. Everyone listening, uh, listen to Pink Mass. They're great. They're like, just like incredibly gay uh, black metal, and they just like go straight into full on like SM rituals on stage where they'll just like tape. The staple dollar bills to each other's biceps and shit like that. <laughs> all playing in bondage outfits. It's so fucking great. Yeah, fucking I saw awesome. I saw um, uh, Necrosexual on sale. I saw a vinyl of it for only twenty bucks. I'm sad I didn't get it. Oh. I was at I was going to uh, shout out to um, uh, blah 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 vinyl fantasy. <laughs> I was there. Oh, uh, their uh, the second, second time. paycheck cleared. I take it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, their paycheck cleared. So you know, Vinyl <laughs> Fantasy. Thank you, Vinyl Fantasy. <laughs> I like literally made this joke about Blue Apron, but I'm actually doing it with Vinyl <laughs> Fantasy, like unironically now. Um, like, yeah, no, I um, I'm sad I didn't get that. That's my story. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but what what else about Slanesh? I feel like there's more. There's like a little more we can cover. Like. I don't know. The, the aspect of I feel like Slanesh is also like the most evil fucking god, like of all of of all of them, like in the, just in the sense that just sort of like you know, you know, corn just you know is like righteous, in, indignant slaughter, mm-hmm. and you know, and Nurgle is just about you know just chilling, deca- decay, stagnation, and and just sort of you know things never changing and mm-hmm. then zinch is just about you know things always changing schemes, schemes upon schemes upon schemes and you know slanesh is just in some aspects just about hurting people like yeah like i don't know like there's not there's just like hurting about... other people but hurting yourself yeah. hurting yourself too hurting yes. other people and hurting yourself 
and that just that cycle like mm-hmm. i i don't know like that that like always like disturbed me when i was younger um like i i'm trying to remember like some other like slaneshi lore and this is difficult for me because like i i so i don't know like so much of the the horse heresy i reread like a bunch of the books like over the past two years uh but like other than fulgrim i don't i don't remember much oh god yeah. Also, um, another sponsor for today's episode is um is uh, Kings County Distillery. <laughs> if you go to your liquor store, you can get the chocolate flavored whiskey, forty percent alcohol by volume, and it's uh, very delicious when you pair it with a with a Coca Cola or Pepsi. Either or is fine. Yeah, same st- thing. Slinesh should be into that. Just, uh, <laughs> very decadent chocolate whiskey and in uh, Coke. It's incredibly decadent. <laughs> Like it's taking yeah. your taste buds to completely uncharted, yeah. uncharted zones. Oh yeah. and... you know it's um, you know it's a good parallel to you know oh, the other thing I forgot to say is that um, the Emperor's children, like um, during the Horus Heresy, they didn't really actually fight, like you know during the invasion, they just just went into the civilian populations and just just murdered a bunch of people and kidnapped a bunch of people and then they turned all of them into drugs it's it, like i was just like wait what oh, is, yeah they just they yeah. turned pe- that's what they do they just turn people into drugs i don't know how the fuck how they just melt you down it's basically the horror movie society like they <laughs> yeah. just like oh, kidnap you and then it just becomes this horrible squelch fest where they just like they just the squelch you must flow well, the squelch must flow. Yeah, no, that's that's like what fucking happens. They just yeah, they... like I've heard of cutting your coke with baking soda or flour, but cornstarch, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it's I, that's all I got. It's just like that right. one little little anecdote. Uh, it's that's pretty good. I think we might be able to end the episode on that, but uh, I don't know if there's any other. Uh, any other points you wanted to hit? I think I've uh, I've hit just about I've everything. Sort of, I'm trying to think of. Uh, let me see. I have the um, Chaos Space Marine Codex here. I need to oh, get the Chaos word. Demon. Let me see. I have it right here. I've got an anecdote from um, going to Seattle last year. It was mm-hmm. uh, me, uh, a couple of my buddies. One of whom is uh, his name is Joe. Shout out to Joe, who you know might, Wait, might be who? listening to this. Uh, Joe Spiro. Yeah, baby. Uh, from the uh, Spirit Hunters podcast. Check it out if you're the Hunter Hunter or uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, Hunter X Hunter, yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we were in Seattle with him, and uh, one of his um, old co-workers met up with us at a bar. And as the, uh, as the night progressed, it became more and more clear that this guy was in some weird fucking sex cult, and he was trying to get us to go with him. <laughs> like, Whoa. <laughs> So that was fun. Oh man! It was like it was like uh, a it wasn't that bad. It was like a BDSM house, I guess. They had like they had a, like a sex dungeon built into the uh, the house where they lived, and they would do let, sex stuff in the sex. Let dungeon. me t- let me tell you, and I, we could have joined them to, if only we were. I went to enough. I went to a sex party in my early like I went to a couple sex parties in my oh, early twenties. Uh, t- no, I tell you what. Nothing happens. It's just people. It's just people kind of like going into separate rooms and doing things. And then a lot of other people just awkwardly standing around. 
and just like <laughs> being really uncomfortable. And like, and it's horrible. Like, I don't know. I just it's, rem- um, I'm just remembering that one story you told me where um I, I if if I can steal your thunder and tell it because it's the absolutely funniest thing in the world um where, where like I guess there was like a, a a buffet table there or something and there was this yeah. one guy who was just laying down right next to the buffet table and like you go over there and like get at the punch bowl you know and, and you try to like uh you, you want to avoid the guy who's, who's like lying down there on the table because he like you know he seems okay but i don't think i should step on him that's not a good thing to do and then you know you're refilling your punch glass and you just hear from the the bottom by your feet just please step on me I'm sorry, well, i want you to step on me please step on me <laughs> <laughs> or or like what what was the one where like the 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 guy was like banging the girl oh. doggy style and he's like got his fingers walking across her back or something or how, how what? It, it's just like it's just like oh oh who's this oh my gosh you're so big and I'm just a little man looking <laughs> on you and he just had turned his hand into a little person and was just walking around boy <laughs> Mister like, what you doing with me mom. <laughs> oh no! But like that was it. It was just like, and I just like remember being like, you know what? I can't, I can't be here because like the things that get people off, you know, there's no kink shame. Like so long as like nobody is getting fucking like you know hurt and everyone's on board with it, it's totally fine. But the things that make people just fucking come their brains out. It's fucking weird. (laughs) And and like, if I was there, I would be laughing very hard and I would no longer be welcome. (laughs) No, that's the thing. And I had to leave. Like, I couldn't keep going to those things. Like, it was just sort of a one and done sort of situation for me. I just was like, this is is enough for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Blah, 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 blah. Let me see here. I feel like we could get the... um... Let's see the the uh, the Emperor's children turning people into drugs anecdote. Just kind of stick that at the end anywhere. No, yeah, no. Like one of those I things. think. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun ending. And then like they're gonna snort me. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's oh, the ending. Support for Bros Once Loyal comes from Stricklandicus Prometheum and Prometheum Accessories. Clean burning fuel for a cleanly burnt tomorrow. And from listeners like you. Thank you. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Stitcher, or follow us on your RSS feed. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and somehow even Tumblr. Just search for Bros Once Loyal on any one of those platforms and we'll pop up near the top. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there.